decoding the future. The power of 4D technology and AI in business transformation. This is a deep dive with Mike Powell. Join us on the Wellness Driven Life Show as we journey into the future with Mike Powell, a visionary at Microsoft Garage. In this compelling episode, we unlock the power of 4D technology and AI in transforming business. We explore how this blend of technological innovation and futuristic mediums reshape our understanding of business data and information systems. He'll share his unique insights from his latest book, Visualizing Business, and discusses the role of 4D technology and AI in the metaverse and beyond. This monumental shift has been hiding in plain sight. Take advantage of this fascinating exploration. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show, where you're about to go on a wellness-driven ride. I'm excited to share a little bit more about the guests that we have here today. Mike Pell, a disruptor in the tech industry for over 30 years, is known for his notable contributions, such as Apple's stylized font menu, pioneering 3D on the metaverse, and inventing Adobe Acrobat's PDF. He developed the fast design methodology widely used by global teams. Currently, he leads the Microsoft Garage in New York City, a hub for innovation and experimentation. As a worldwide leader of the future of business, Pell is also an author of books on holography and intelligent information, and his most recent one is Visualizing Business. I am so pleased to help welcome to the stage. Mr. Mike Pell. Hey, April. Hi, Mike. Here we are, finally. I can't wait to get started. I know, me neither. Thank you so much for being here on the Wellness Driven Life Show today. It truly is an honor. You've, you're a man who has done so much extensive work and continues to really lead at the forefront in technology. So without further ado, let's get started outside of that brief biography, a little bit more about you. Sure. Well, as you said, I'm here in New York City. I lead the Microsoft Garage, which is Microsoft's global innovation program, where I get to help people, our employees and our customers take their ideas and the things that they're most passionate about and try to move them forward. You know, my job is to help people leap instead of just doing little incremental things that may result in very little outcome. That's the whole fun of it for me, is taking those gigantic leaps forward so that people think bigger. It's been a lot of fun. Well, you definitely make some gigantic leaps because you have really been the forefront of this innovation. So let's get started by talking and explaining a little bit more so the audience has an idea 
of 3D versus 4D. So this is when we talk about business alignment. Now, this is a totally new way of doing business, of conducting business, of presenting information, information, data to our audience. And so can you explain a little bit more about that and what you mean by that for 3D versus 4D? Sure. So throughout my career, I've tried to focus on helping people communicate clearly. It's just one of the things I love to do and that I'm pretty good at doing. Many years ago, being such a visual person, it was frustrating to me to see that so much of business was people having to figure out what spreadsheets were trying to tell them, what charts and graphs were trying to depict. It, it was always people forming their own mental models. And, and my view of something and your view of something could be quite different. And so because of that, I started thinking I had already been involved in the 3D industry for a very long time. I'm a, you know, a spatial thinker, visual, you know, sort of person. And it seemed to me that the most incredible thing we could do for people was just show them how things actually worked. Many of the things in business are quite invisible. You know, they're just below the surface. We all know how our businesses work. We know, you know, where our revenue comes from and how our expenses go out the door. But seeing it in front of you in a way that's in motion so you get more meaning out of it was something that's been missing forever in business. And so finally, uh, I wrote this book called Visualizing Business that describes exactly this leap from the normal way of looking at business, which is very 2D, flat, spreadsheet, chart, graph, you know, all the things that we use now, to a world where you can actually see things more dimensionally, more spatially. You know, and then, you know, just for example, you, you know, you can take any object, right? And this is going to give more information about what it is than just seeing a, a flat representation. But for business, the element that is not only missing, you know, from 3D, you know, being more spatial is the element of time. And that's where 4D comes from. Four dimensional, the fourth dimension is time. So being able to not only see how your business work, whether that's a process or a system or a marketplace, but being able to rewind and fast forward through time was really the missing element to help us understand more clearly. So that's the way that I've ungracefully been able to explain that to people, that 40 has that time sense element where you're taking the information from the past and taking into the present and projecting future information um, based on that information. And you, you just explained that perfectly, April. That is exactly the, the whole premise of the book is around the fact that being able to now have time is one of the easily manipulable elements of everything we do. Because, you know, we have tons of historical data to go back through. And now with generative AI and some of the other things we've been able to do, we can project forward and we can simulate and we can forecast in ways that are much easier now and, and very inexpensive. You know, Mike, we get to live in this day and age, which is absolutely incredible, um, where we have all of that information at our fingertips. And, you know, because of that, now AI is, is coming and we, we can put in information in order to have it project its idea of that based on that that timeline and based on the what the information that it's gathering. For instance, we did it for the show. We say, you know, what is the projection of the wellness driven life show in such and such years? And so it gives you this nice little layout. Of course, it's not going to be 
perfect, but because of the performance of the company and the business that it picks up, uh, it, it can give you this idea. It's really fascinating. Now, you're including that time essence into this this physical model this and you're and we talk about too not having to utilize the the virtual eyewear is that correct yeah a lot of people got i would say a little disenchanted with the term metaverse because everybody was talking about it for a while and then it sort of fizzled away and when ai sort of washed over the planet but the idea of the metaverse is really to experience things in 3D, just like you would experience a game in 3D or, you know, whatever your favorite type of entertainment might be. What we've been able to do now is the technology has gotten to the point where we can see things in 3D, kind of like an IMAX 3D movie that appears to be popping out of the screen, but without having to wear special eyewear, without you know having to wear a headset or goggles of any kind. The technology exists and you can buy it today for a pretty reasonable price to let you see things spatially, you know, which is that extra element that I talk about in my book. You know, it's not only the ability to, to rewind and fast forward through time, but also see things um, dimensionally, spatially laid out that really gives you a lot more meaning and understanding than you would normally. So, Mike, we jumped into this, this understanding of metaverse of AI, I would love to know, let's go back a little bit because you've had this extensive background in all of this. I mean, you wouldn't be able to provide to the world this incredible aspect of, of looking at business in a totally different way. And what I love about it is it's really, it's an experience. It's this, um, you know, it's, it's not like anything else. Like we talked about, it's this instead of this flat piece of paper and this information that it's difficult to wrap our heads around, we're really creating this integrative sort of experience for people to be able, it's making it fun for people to want to do business, to want to be engaged because we can see in real time, you know, what is happening. But let's go back a little bit because I want to know more about how you got excited about this information from the get-go. Mm -hmm. Well, for me, being a visual person, you know, a very visual thinker, when people talk or, you know, they start to explain their business process or different models or, or how marketplaces work, I naturally imagine in my mind um, these shapes and colors and things that are moving in a certain way that makes sense to me. It's almost like looking at, you know, I, I use the example of looking at the animation of an engine you know, firing, right? So we've all seen this. You take a, a typical, you know, uh, piston-driven engine where you see the spark plug fire and the fuel ignites and the pistons go up and down and, and you sort of get a sense for how that the engine works. That's exactly what I always see when I hear people talk about systems and process. And so initially, like 20 years ago, that was how I was thinking about financial markets. And I had a very clear picture in my mind of how these things connected, you know, and interconnected. And it was 3D and it was spatial and I could move around and I could play what if with it and I could change the variables and I could rewind, you know, through historical data or fast forward. So all the same things that I'm doing right now were really sort of coming from my time in Silicon Valley 
of working with the early, early, early versions of these technologies and imagining what was possible. And that's always been one of my superpowers is to have enough vision to be able to project forward and understand even in a, a very early phase where things might end up. And so that's where this all started, you know, this idea of being able to see the most complex aspects of business in much simpler terms and, and much more visually to help me understand. How, you know, speaking of that, when you've had your hands on technology, computers, databases, how has that changed your aspect, your thought process on how humans are designed and how humans operate? Because when we consider a computer, it's very much you're taking in information, right? It's taking in information based on its environment and based on the, the stuff that it's picking up from what's around it. And humans are very similarly designed. And so how has your perception changed, if at all, with how we are structured? For me, this sort of goes back to this idea that the machines were always there as tools. We designed these things to help us to augment some of our capabilities. The evolution of all that has been that, that these machines we've created, whether the smartphone you know, or other things that we use as part of our daily lives we don't even think about anymore, are actually giving us more capabilities than we had before. In some cases, they're doing things on our behalf, but others, they're just acting as amazing you know, augmentation of our own human capabilities, even to the point where you know, you know that this happens, power goes off right people lose their minds like their phone's not working there's no wi-fi what are we going to do it's like the worst thing in the world right that yeah. that can happen i think that we're actually at the point of human evolution where we cannot separate that notion of being interconnected with everyone and anything that we want at any time i think that we have crossed that threshold to where we actually need that you know, and desire that. I mean, yes, it's wonderful to go run off in the woods, go to the beach, go skiing, get away from technology completely. But as a species, we may be, at least in developed countries, we may be at that point where we actually need to be interconnected, to feel like we're whole and to feel like we can achieve the things we want to. It's amazing how technology really opens that up for us. You know, when we start to think about that more and more, it's easy to become self-engulfed with technology. Like you said, the, the minute we're separated from our phone, it's like, oh my God, our lifeline. It's and and it's couldn't be further from the truth. But it when those things happen, we do start to understand and realize, okay, wait a minute here. Uh there's there's something not quite right here, or there is something that I need and desire on a very human level. Yeah, separation anxiety from your phone is real. Yeah, <laughs> I I do recall. I've had it. Have you had it happen yet, Mike? Uh, oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've left the house and realized that I didn't have my phone with me, and I I think I actually went home to get it because it was just yeah. too awful. <laughs> It, it is amazing, uh, you know, and then we have to start thinking about new ways to communicate. You know, we fumble around to see if we have our, 
our iPad or whatever, any other device. And we're like, well, everybody on the planet has a phone. So I guess if I have to ask somebody, you know, and reach out and, you know, get outside of my comfort zone, it's very interesting the way that, that we do react. But um, also, I think it's kind of a neat thing because you do start thinking about uh, having to operate in a different way. What are my options because of this? Now, I think that you have very strong mind like that because of your your creator, you're an innovator, you're an inventor. And so you're used to having to find all of the avenues that you can. What is What has been one of the most troublesome projects that you've ever worked on? Well, there's been a lot. <laughs> I, I get asked as part of my role, you know, and, and my job to be brilliant on demand, you know, and if you work in any type of creative, you know, field, this happens all the time. You know, someone comes in and goes, you know, I really need that thing that we talked about now, you know, and, and you just have to sort of do what you have to do and then move on to the next thing that, of course, has to be done right now. So as far as, you know, some of the most difficult projects, I actually don't mind working under those conditions. I, I do some of my best work when I'm under pressure uh, or I don't have any time or I have to decide right now. But there have been projects where, you know, given too much time, they become very difficult. You know, I, I would like to say that, you know, maybe I procrastinate uh, sometimes to give me that opportunity to deliver something you know, on time. So one of the worst projects, you know, I would ever have would be having to create something, but having too much time to do it in. And it just kind of wrecks things. You know, that's a very interesting perspective. And, and I like it because I agree with you. I think sometimes when we have more of this uh, time sensitivity, it it has you act quickly. And so you you just have to perform quickly. So what you're saying is that you've really been held to this higher standard and expectation than probably most people do in positions because you have created so much brilliance in your time. And so it's automatically the expectation. <laughs> yeah, never get a day off. Uh but, you know, that's also the fun part of it, too, right? Being in that position where you have to deliver, you just have to come mm -hmm. up with it, you know, in the clutch situation. That's kind of fun. And I do enjoy that part. But yeah, <laughs> give, me, give me too much time and I'll, I'll procrastinate until the very last minute and then get it done. Well, Mike, I think that's exactly what you're bringing to the world in business is you're giving people this opportunity to create something very rapidly. I mean, that's what computers, AI, this is what the technology does, right? It gives us information at such a rapid instant moment. And we are able to, to when we know how to navigate that, to really perform at extraordinary levels. And so because of that, I'm very curious to know, what does the future of business look like because of that? If we are creating at such a rapid pace, what does that look like? I guess you would say what's next after this wave of generative AI is really the, the realm of simulation. And I talk about this a bit in the book. We have all the technology and all the um, skill 
to now be able to project and simulate, you know, in the form of, there's a term that I'm sure you're familiar with called digital twins. It's the idea of being able to replicate something electronically that acts as a model. You know, it, it acts as um, an exact replica of some system in the real world, whether that's the way a business works or the way a building performs. You know, you can actually simulate how the electricity is flowing, you know, how the HVAC system works for heating and cooling, the flow of people through a building. So we will be able to very quickly, uh, I would say, replicate the things that we care about in business and be able to simulate so many different outcomes based on different variables. Well, what if we increased our headcount? What if we decreased our spending? What if our supply chain fell apart? You know, what if this happened in, in this part of the world or that part? You know, we could run all these things simultaneously as simulations and figure out, you know, the better way to decide to move forward. And so that's really the next version of modern business is not only being able to get AI to generate things on our behalf and to work with it as a trusted partner, but also to simulate and to be able to see outcomes without ever having to expend the time and effort to go do them. Mm. Yeah, that's well, a game there, there's a lot of fear that we hear because of AI, right? And we hear fear based on, well, what about the jobs? And what about this? And what about that? And so what you're saying is we can really utilize this to our advantage to be able to create and, and move throughout the world in a totally different manner where we are using more of our creative selves. And it, you know, just because these positions may be done differently and by something or someone else, it, it just opens us up to something new and something different and more creative. I couldn't have said that better myself, April. You, you've been listening to my talks, haven't you? Like when I've been talking to our customers here in the garage. No, really, I, I say this all the time. You are exactly right. Your job and my job will be very different in a month from now or, or two months from now or, or a year from now. That doesn't mean that we're not going to be able to do what we love to do and, and maybe what we're good at doing, but it does mean we're going to be doing it a bit differently. And that's what people have to pay attention to. We can't allow ourselves to sort of stand on the sidelines and see if this plays out the way that we want it to. People have to jump in and start experimenting, trying things and see how they can get better at their jobs. The best thing that anyone could possibly do right now to, you know, to not only keep their job, but to excel is to start using all these brand new tools to get better at what you do, to open new possibilities. And as you just mentioned, to maybe be able to do things we would have never been able to do before. That's one of my favorite aspects of what's happening in this wave of artificial intelligence is that we have the capability and the ability to do things that you would never get to. Because, you know, I, I always like to tell a story of, I love concept sketches, you know, for, for cars and other things. I don't have enough time to learn how to be a world-class concept sketcher. It's just not gonna happen. I have too many things I have to do. But in, you know, a very short amount of time, I can ask one of these uh, generative AI image generators to do that for me and maybe even get amazing results. Whereas I would have never been able to do that before. It just wasn't gonna happen. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I couldn't have said that better either. And, you know, when we 
I think that what's most exciting is that perception of that. And it's really with anything in life, right? The way that we perceive something, the outlook, um, the, you know, the way that we take things. And if we look at it in this positive light, this exciting, this exploration sort of way, you know, it's like, it's like going to the moon. We never thought that was possible, but now that it is, what else is possible? And so it's this incredible exploration into the unknown and the the exploration of infinite possibilities. And when we have this idea and this outlook, stepping into it that way, it really is an exciting time period. And I think that your example of, well, I love this subject, but I really don't have the time and the energy to to make that a whole nother career field, right? <laughs> or jump into it. But mm -hmm. now I have something at my fingertips where I, I get to learn more or I get to ask it information and you just learn more very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it's truly a fascinating time period. You could even master things, right? I mean, we can get to that point where you're not only just asking it to generate an image or write a, a story or a book for you, you're actually being able to take that you know, as input and use your own skill and your own talent to make it even better. And that's yeah. where the exciting part comes in. Well, that's the artist part, right? Because it is personalized. And, and that's the beauty and magic of it, right? Because each one of us is so individual, so unique, so colorful in our own way. It's, it brings that also with AI and, and, you know, we can give many examples. I could give examples of how I use it for the show. But the more that we learn that, the more that we learn how to communicate it, it, it truly is this essence of creation that we've never really experienced before. Mm -hmm. It's an amazing time. It is. So we're going to go into our first commercial. When we get back, we'll give some more examples. I'm very excited. Stay tuned. Are you ready to take control of your ride to wellness? Rev up with Driven Living. Visit www.drivenliving.com and buckle up for a journey. Get exclusive access to our Wellness Driven Life Show guest portal, where you can dive deep into the minds of our esteemed guests. Sign up for our newsletter and get insider scoops on these distinguished personalities. It's like having a backstage pass to their life-changing wisdom. But that's not all. You'll also receive a free hug. You heard me right, a free hug. An enlightening ebook from the Driven Living team. Discover the science-backed benefits of hugging yourself. It's a fill-up for your wellness tank. Because at Driven Living, we believe in fueling your journey to wellness, both physically and psychologically. So what are you waiting for? Visit www.drivenliving.com today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. 
Welcome back. We have the extraordinary Mike Hall with us here today on the Wellness Driven Life Show and talking about AI and the future of technology and the future of business. And we've talked a little bit about these new integrations and also jumping a little bit into maybe what some people may perceive as worrisome with what could happen, but then also bringing to light that this is a very intriguing time where we get to be more creative and we get to show up a little differently. Now, Mike, you mentioned that one of the best things that people can do is to really dive into it and start learning a little bit more about the technological advances that are happening. Now, they are happening at an extraordinarily rapid pace. So what would be a, an advice for somebody who does want to learn, but maybe is a little intimidated by it? First of all, you're right. Never in the history of technology as we know it, has there ever been so much innovation happening so quickly. It, this is unprecedented ever. And so that is a little daunting. It's hard for us, even in the industry, to keep up with what's going on every single day. And so for people who want to get involved, you just have to jump in and try it. You know, there are so many free things that you can try out that don't require a big investment of time or, or money you know, or even effort. For example, you could go to Bing.com, right? So I work for Microsoft. We've put out something called Microsoft Copilot that's free for people to experience what it's like to use these AI engines to do different things for you, whether it's you know, planning a vacation trip, doing something for work, creating imagery you know, of something that you might wanna see, uh, being able to design products or businesses. There's so many different aspects and all you have to do is go try. You know, there's really, you know, like anything, you have to practice a bit. You know, you'll get better over time at forming questions or asking, you know, the, the AI model to do things for you. But it really just starts with you just jumping in and experimenting. And it can yeah, be yeah. that easy. So one of my uh, fascinations or my my what I think would be really cool projection for the future, Mike, is that many, many people step into like an entrepreneurial role where they get to do the things that enliven them, the passionate things that they love. Because I feel as far as human evolution goes, when we do that, when we are at our most creative state, it just raises the vibrations ever so more. And so, you know, I think that this gives us just that avenue, this boost. Um, I think they even had a really great commercial on it for the big game um, yesterday. Was it yesterday? <laughs> Losing my days already. And, you know, just how easy it is to go into business. And it really does help take away that nervousness of, I feel like I can't because I don't know how to. And it gives you this avenue for that. And so easily, so quickly. And so what are your thoughts on that? Things really did shift from the old way of using a search engine, right? You, know, you would go to a search box and type in, how do I start my business? And what it would come back with was 10,000 links of things for you to read, right? Without necessarily suggesting the best one or, you know, getting to the point. 
what's changed, you know, if you go to something like Microsoft Copilot or, you know, ChatGPT, doesn't matter, any of those engines, and you say, what is the best way for me to start a business? It's not going to return 10,000 links. It's going to tell you in plain language a very clear and simple way that you can do that, probably with, you know, steps built in and examples and maybe even links of some things for you to check out. But the difference is that now these these engines, these AI model engines are able to talk to us like a person. You ask it a question and it answers you like a trusted uh, partner, you know, or a trusted teammate even would answer your question. And that's the big difference. You know, when you're thinking about something like starting a new venture, being able to explore all the different things, maybe I don't know anything about marketing. I don't know anything about how to hire a team or, you know, how to finish writing my business plan. There are so many things that you can explore, not just in a simple web search way, but in a conversational way, that that has been the big difference. You know, from the beginning of this a year ago to now is really having this just make sense. Yeah, absolutely. And and like you mentioned, almost a step-by-step way of, of being able to do things. It's a guide. It's this roadmap to be able to do it. And as long as you're willing to take the actions to in applying those guidelines, then it, the world really can be your oyster. It's pretty amazing. So when, when we talk a little bit about, uh, you know, being able to communicate with technology, communicate with computers, is there a certain way that we need to communicate with it so so it doesn't go haywire? And do you have any fears, so to speak, of how, because it's evolving so rapidly, the communication style that could maybe turn not so great? Mm -hmm. One of the reasons I'm excited to be on on this wellness driven show is that I'm an optimist. And, you know, in general, I will tend to look at things through a more positive light. And so when we're talking about artificial intelligence or any advanced type of technology, it's important to remember that that we're people, you know, and these are tools that we have created to help us and that we can't take the day off. You know, we can't just turn these these things on and just walk away, you know, so being positive we have to recognize that that we are part of this, right? We're part of the system. You have to have a human in the loop. There have to be people who instruct, you know, these engines and to check their work and to direct them and fine tune them. And so if we continue to do that, I'm very optimistic as are many people in the industry that we can not only keep a handle on these things, but actually get them to do what we need them to do. Help us with breakthroughs in, in health and science. Help us deal with uh, incredibly difficult issues. But that's all going to be because we pay attention and not just think that we can turn something on and, and let it run without um, being, uh, I would say, you know, uh, attentive enough to what's actually happening. So that's how we're going to stop all the bad things that people love to talk about from happening. Well, I love how you say being attentive. And I think that that truly is one of those key factors there uh, where, you know, not only communicating with it constantly, or like you said, being attentive, but but really in the in the manner in which you do as well. And I do love that you're optimistic, which is, yes, why you're here, too, because it, it I, I truly believe that that is 
one of the, the biggest points and manners of which you should respond to the future of evolution. And so um, I wanted to bring in a comment we have here. Brooke says, stimulate solutions to end world hunger or simulate how to eliminate harmful waste. So those are just some ideas on how this can really evolve into something incredible. And, and that really will be how business evolves, how education evolves, you know, how relationships evolve, right? Being able to use the technologies to sort of see what's possible, um, you know, where, maybe where we shouldn't go or maybe where we should go. It's just going to be more normal. It'll be easily accessible by most people. Well, so tell me a little bit, Mike. Where do you, what are you most excited about right now? I know that you just have the new book that came out, uh, but where do you, where do you see yourself going now? Well, as we talked about, this is an age that we've all sort of dreamed about. You know, we're not quite at the flying cars and, you know, robots everywhere phase of the future that we were all promised, but we are in an incredibly exciting time where we can achieve so much more than maybe we ever thought we were going to, you know, for all the reasons we talked about. These tools are, are free, they're out there, they have incredible capabilities, they let me be the artist that maybe I was never gonna be, or the, the musician or the writer, you know, or even being able to plan out different types of businesses, you know, or have skills within my business or within my role that I was just never gonna get to. So that to me, that is incredibly exciting. Giving people the ability to expand themselves, you know, whether it's for creative purposes or, you know, education or learning, it doesn't matter, you know, personal relationship, it's all possible now. And, you know, maybe even a year and a half ago, didn't seem like it was going to be possible in that way. I really enjoy that you bring up the flying cars that we were promised. Mike, I grew up during the time where the Jetsons were, mm -hmm. uh, that's what I grew up with. And so I fully believed that when I would step into adulthood, I would have a flying car. And then it was quite disappointing when that didn't happen. <laughs> so well, we're, we're getting there. I mean, there are prototypes of, of flying cars and certainly robots are all over the place. They're not in everybody's home yet. And, you know, not everybody has Rosie to you know, help you take care of the house. And not everybody can fold their car up into a suitcase like George Jetson, but we're getting there. Well, Mike, you know, you very much more so than most people know all of the advantages we can have with technology. And I'm sure that you utilize so much of it to its full advantage. Now, that said, how do you navigate being fully human also on a day to day basis? What I do for myself is something that one of my design managers suggested many years ago, and I talked about this in the first book I wrote called Envisioning Holograms, which is sort of a design textbook for what we call spatial computing now. So it's a very simple thing that I do for myself as an artist and as a creative person. Wherever I happen to be during the day, I try to look for something new that I haven't noticed in that way before, and I take a photo of it. And I, for me, I, I post it on Instagram like it's a scrapbook, you know, but it's, it's really for me as an exercise to see things in different ways. And just doing that is quite helpful sometimes because it forces me to stop thinking, you know, and to, and to see, you know, shape and color and contrast 
and movement, you know, and, and all the different things that as a creative mind, you like to sort of involve yourself with. And so even if that's just for a fleeting moment as I'm crossing the street, on, like I'm the tourist standing in the middle of the street taking a picture right of something, that helps me to sort of be more grounded in beauty and in seeing things in new ways. So that's that's one example, you know, like everybody, uh, I, you know, I have to be active at some point, you know, I, I like to exercise, that sort of helps me again to just sort of focus on that particular aspect, not thinking about work, not thinking about life in general. And so those are some of the things that help ground me uh, to being human. Mm. Well, I like that very much. That's a really wise thing to mention because it certainly brings you immediately to the present moment to, you know, concentrate and take a still picture of something that's right there in front of you and to be outdoors and, and have, you know, something going on. Now you do a lot of travel. You have a, a worldwide presence with your presentations and your speech, and especially with the book coming. How do you, you manage all of that? Because you, you certainly are heavily involved in all the things and heavily involved in travel and Microsoft Garage. So tell us a little bit of how you, you manage all of that. If there was some sort of trick that you learned long ago, because you've been doing it for a long time now. Yeah, if I had to really say that it was one thing, and this is not necessarily a good thing for everyone, but for me, it works. It's being able to be present and to be in the moment. That's sort of how I'm able to, to navigate all these different things I have to do. If I were to dwell too long on any particular challenge or problem, then I may not be as happy as I am. But I sort of take things as they come. You know, as we, we talked about being brilliant on demand, it's sort of that just in time mentality, you know, like I will get it done when I need to get it done. I will be here. You know, I'm, I'm talking to you right now. And that's the only thing I'm, I'm worried about at this particular moment. So for me, uh, being present and being in the moment is what helps me navigate life and to stay uh, well. Yeah, that, and you know, that's a tricky thing for a lot of people to do when life is so busy with the hustle and bustle. And especially, you know, if you're really concentrating on creating technology and all of those things. So it's, it's something that you have to be very intentional on, uh, regardless of what you're doing, but, you know, especially for the projects that you have uh, mm -hmm. given up. Well, Mike, it has been incredible to have you on the show. Is there any in sort of more insights that you have for us of diving into this fast-paced future of technology? What I always like to tell people, it is never, ever, ever about the technology. It's always about people, always. The technology is just there as a tool, you know, as a mechanism, as a means to get something done or, or to achieve something more. But the important part of every situation is always the person, right? It's the people side of the equation that we should always pay more attention to. Oh, I love that. We had a comment come in. Manly says, that is amazing advice. Yes, being present is an essential element to success in any art of our lives. That is I agree. And it's about people. Mike, thank you so much for being our guest on the Wellness Driven Life of Show. Course. Of I want to make sure 
Yes, yes. Go, go find my book. Right. Forward by the amazing artist Rafiq Anadol, hottest artist on the planet right now. So that was a big thrill. I really like your book. And, you know, I would invite everybody to, to go online and listen to some of the other interviews that go into more detail about exactly what you're bringing to the forefront of business. It truly is fascinating. And now the book is launched. So it is available for purchase. And we do have, uh, we've had it displayed a few times here for those of you watching www.mike-pell.com. That is for you listening audience. And it is always in the description below. So make sure that you check out Mike's book. I mean, I mean, gosh, Mike, who are your uh, competitors? Because are you, is this really, I would assume, definitely one of the most fastest forefront books on the market today? This is unique. Uh, it's a vision. For, I always like to say I'm from the future. This is a vision from the future. Well, if you want to get a glimpse of the future, folks, this is it. Mike, this is awesome. Thank you again so much for being here with us today, for explaining so much more about 3D, 4D, and all of the awesome creative avenues we get to experience with this incredible time in history. Thank you, April. Can't wait to come back and talk some more. Absolutely. I mean, you're gonna, I mean, you keep creating, you're gonna have to. <laughs> um, we had one more comment that comes in. I want to bring it in. Manly says, Mike gets it. Focusing on people is how we can implement technology to improve our future. Without, we would be so disconnected. Mm -hmm. Pun not intended, right? I like that. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Mike. And thank you so much for everyone tuning in. Without you, the show wouldn't be possible. So again, goodbye for now. And we will see you next time.